Well, as we were praying, as I've been praying this morning, I really feel like the Lord continued to say, greater realms and spheres of influence. And I don't exactly know what that means. I believe that he will kind of reveal that throughout this service of what that is and what that means for us as a church today, what that means for you personally in your life today. But our goal here is just to usher in the presence of God. Because in the presence of God, there is change. In the presence of God, there is power. In the presence of God, lives are transformed. In the presence of God, people are healed. In the presence of God, lives are completely transformed. In the presence of God, marriages are restored. He does what only He can do. And we're just here to usher Him in, to worship Him, to glorify Him, because He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? So we've got a scripture. Uh, Team back there, if you want to put that scripture up, a call to worship this morning. It's Psalm 9, and it's going to be verse 1 and 2. So let's say this together on the count of three. One, two, three. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Let us worship the King of Kings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Emmanuel, God with us. He came in the flesh and he walked among us. Came to save, came to reconcile us to the Father, to restore all that was lost, broken. Stolen. Jesus Christ came in the flesh and walked among us. Oh, and my prayer is that, is that I would know him more and more and more. This morning on the way here, we were talking, hashtag real Jesus. Hashtag the real Jesus. The real Jesus. And I had this really disturbing conversation with a friend this week about how so many will be deceived in the end times. And last night as I was sleeping, the Lord spoke to me and said, be not deceived. And I was like, ooh. And he spoke to my spirit and said, um, with the bank tellers, how do, they, how do they train them to know the difference, the counterfeit? They don't train them in the counterfeit. Right. They don't give them every counterfeit bill and have them study it. They just study the real deal. Right. They That's come right. to know the real $100 bill. That's right. Hashtag real oh. Jesus. Oh. Friend of sinners, not cool with sin. That's right. Friend of sinners, not cool with sin. And I feel like, this is what he was speaking to me this morning. I feel like there's been this, that the the line has been blurred. The line has been blurred and you will not ever meet someone who has received more unmerited favor from God, more of his grace than this girl right here. But he over and over said, go and sin no more. 
He is not cool with sin because sin comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's right. And, That's right. you know, as, as I was standing there worshiping, you know, how many boyfriends did I bring to my marriage? Um, zero. I can be married to this man, but everything else has to be left behind. We cannot be a friend of Jesus. He cannot be our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords if we are still friends and comfortable with our sin. Hashtag real Jesus. My prayer is that we would know him that we would know him in the power of his salvation. We would know his heart for us. That we would feel, feel his affection, his great affection for each one of us. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. We're going to take communion in just a minute. We've just felt the Lord leading us to take communion every week, every Sunday during this time of fasting. The Lord gave me Psalm 107. It's not a typical communion verse, and I wasn't even planning on using it for communion, but he said to do it, so we're going to do it. 107, starting in verse 17. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities were afflicted, their soul abhorred all manner of food. And they draw near to the gates of death. And they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. He saved them. What he did on the cross makes a way for all of eternity. His blood shed for all of our sins. For everything that we've ever done. And verse 20 says, And he sent his word. (laughs) He sent His Word, which is Jesus Christ in the flesh, sent His Word, His Word, and healed them. His Word, which is Jesus Christ, sent to this earth for our healing. For our healing. For our redemption. And delivered them from their destructions. Delivers us from that sin that so easily entered us that we have to repent and turn from and say no more in Jesus' name. And we have to ask for the Holy Spirit's strength and help to continue to turn our hearts toward the Lord. Verse 21 says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Thank you, Father. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. I've said so many times that this time of communion is a time of reflection, of repentance, and then of rejoicing. And what he showed me this morning is in Psalm 107, this is exactly, there's, we're repenting for our sin. Jesus Christ, our Savior, we reflect on what he does and has done for us, and then we begin to rejoice. So we're going to do that this morning. If you haven't been here during this time of communion, uh, what we're going to do is come down these center aisles, so the aisles that are right by the communion tables. If you guys from this section and this section, both of you come out to this center aisle, and then if you're here, kind of come back to this aisle or along the wall. Same thing with you guys. And we're just going to worship the Lord. I ask that you grab your communion elements. 
and then take them back to your seat, but do not take them yet, for we're going to come back up here and we're going to take them together as a church body and as a church family. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's partake. Lord, we come before you. Father, we turn our hearts to you. And even now as I'm praying, Lord, I just feel you searching and speaking to each and every one of us, pointing out things in which we've placed ahead and before you, idols that we have put up that must come down. Just take a moment and let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning. Father, we thank that you can we can be in your presence. The sweet presence. Father, we thank you for sending your son Jesus. For his body to be broken, his blood to be shed for each and every one of us. Father, renew the passion on the inside of us for more of you. Father, let us see that yours is not a performance culture. This is not a try-harder culture. This is not a striving culture. This is a culture of our hearts turning to you. Our hearts burning for you. And that you reveal to us that when we do sin, for we all sin, that we should be so quick to remove it from our presence and from our lives because we want to be so close to You. Father, thank You for restoring us this morning. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to You, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which He was betrayed took the bread... When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant, the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Remain standing with me. Let us continue to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords.
in the Gospels, the story is told where the woman brought expensive perfume and she broke it and she anointed Jesus. She poured it out and she was rebuked harshly by the disciples. Why this waste? This could have been used in another way. And Jesus then turned and rebuked them and said, no, she has done what is good and what is right. And everywhere that the gospel is preached, she will be remembered for what she has done. Our lives broken and poured out the feet of Jesus because he is worthy. He is worthy of our very lives poured out for him. Lives of holiness, of holiness, of holiness. The call is going forth for holiness. He is worthy. His presence is worth more. His presence is worth more than the foul television show that you love to watch that bothers him. It bothers him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you it bothers him. It's, he's not okay with filth and garbage and hatred and murder and lust and death and sin poured into your soul night after night and day after day. It is holding you captive in ways you don't realize. It is as though you have invited murderers and abusers to come into your home and live with you. And you wonder why your children are weeping. Why are they crying? Why are they disobedient? Why are there nightmares? Why is there fear in my home? And he says, the call is for holiness. He is not a harsh God that would keep anything good from you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. That your life might be poured out as an offering unto him. For he is worthy. He is worthy of our very lives. Because Jesus came in the flesh and he suffered all for us. Not halfway not little bits, all. Oh, Father, I thank you and praise you. Thank you, Father. You are worthy of it all, of our very lives poured out unto you. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. Thank you, Father. Just worship Him for a minute. He is worthy of it all. 
You are worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord. We turn our hearts to you, Lord. We turn our hearts to you, Lord. Word says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Father, forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us. Mm. Deliver us Thank from you, evil. Thank you, Lord. Father, deliver us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak deliverance in Jesus' name. Freedom for the captives. Bind up the hearts of the brokenhearted. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Freedom for the prisoners. Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. That's okay, baby. Oh, thank you, thank Jesus. Jesus. For yours is the kingdom. <laughs> For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I keep wanting to move on, but I can't. (laughs) Father, have your way in this place. We are coming into a time when spiritual eyes will be opened. I pray now, Father, I pray now that you would open our eyes to see as you see. To see as you see. Father, that the little foxes will be chased out in Jesus' name. Father, that you would open our eyes to see as you see. Father, to minister in the streets and the stores and the schools and the places where we walk. Father, that we will see the needs of the world and we will minister life. And our lives will be poured out as salt and light. And that many would come to you. Many would be saved. The days are coming says the Lord, when eyes will be opened to see the spiritual realm, to see with spiritual eyes, eternal eyes. And those things that you think are so important, you will see counted for nothing. They counted for nothing. And all that matters are the plans and the purposes for your life that God has placed 
There are things that he has prepared each one of us to do and to accomplish. And woe to them that stand before the throne. Oh, the heartache and the sorrow for the good works that we left undone because our attentions were on those things that matter not. Father, give us eyes to see that we can be about that we can be about the Father's business. That's right. In Jesus' name. Thank you. This morning as I was praying, it was greater realms and spheres of influence. Greater realms and spheres of influence. Thank you, Jesus. And what I saw, what I saw was like an inoculation of sorts that as we go out into the realms and the spheres in which he placed us, that we begin to infiltrate, we begin to invade, we begin to go in like a powerful force, not yelling and screaming, but that the Holy Spirit on us, in us, and through us begins to go to the places in which he has called us. And from the inside out, we begin to, with his power, begin to transform the spheres and influences and areas that he has placed us. And he led me to this scripture then. It says, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Do not compare what God has done and is doing in your life versus somebody else. We, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us. The sphere, and this is not for you to go be an evangelist if he hasn't called you to be an evangelist. He may have called some of you to be a school teacher or in the school district or at a company's in Meadville, in Erie, wherever it might be. Where he's called you is the sphere in which he's placed you. And he wants to increase your influence there. Not necessarily in management, not necessarily in executive powers, but in the spiritual realm, in the spiritual power, greater spheres and realms of influence. A sphere which is especially and including you. For we are not overextending ourselves. We're not overextending ourselves as though our authority did not extend to you. For it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ not boasting of things beyond measure, that is, in other men's labors, but having hope. Somebody yelled hope out there. That's right. Come on. Having hope. Mm. That as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere. Our hope in Him. And in verse 16 it says, to preach the gospel. <laughs> in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in another man's fear of accomplishment. Father, thank you for greater realms and spheres of influence. Thank you that you're sending us in. You're sending us in to bind up that which needs bound up, to loose that which needs loosed. Father, we release this church this morning into their sphere of influence into their realm of influence. Father, empower them through your Holy Spirit. 
speak through their lips, move on their hearts. May power flow through their hands when they lay hands on the sick. I have this sense too that church, don't be afraid of this, but I truly believe that he is beginning to call us out to pray and to cast out the demonic forces, the demonic forces that have entrapped and enslaved so many. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, the Holy Spirit does. (laughs) Father, we just speak the beautiful, wonderful name of Jesus over this church, over this city. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We love you, and we'll never stop. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I do love numbers. I do love numbers, and part of it might be the engineering background, but I think more so is because numbers really can begin to show what God's doing from a multiplication standpoint. Amen. I'm talking advanced math here. God is doing some great things financially, and it's not just addition, baby. We're talking multiplication. In fact, what did we say this morning? We were talking about if one could, what did we say? One puts a thousand, two puts ten thousand. Right, so if you do one puts a thousand, two puts ten thousand, somebody do the math for me what six was going to go do. Because you've got to remember, we just start adding zeros after that, right? We're talking about multiplication and then some factors. So exponential, I think, is the right word to use there. Okay, how many of you ready to continue to worship the Lord with our giving? Amen? He is faithful. I'm um, just asked if you want to raise your hand up, if you need an offering envelope, just slip your hand up, or maybe you didn't get a, um, a bulletin when you came in, just slip your hand up. And then if you do not have this revival prayer guide, Revival 2020, we were kind of just completing, yesterday completed week two, we got one more week to go, it's never too late to start. We have some revival, just slip your hand up for this as well. And some of the ushers can uh, get one of these prayer guides to you as well. We've been doing just a short teaching out of 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9 as it relates to our giving and God as being a God of increase. I'm going to read two verses to you here this morning. Now may he who supplies the seed to the sower, he who supplies seed to the sower, So it's like, I mean, even he's given us the seed, okay? We're talking about planting seed, and God is a God of sowing and reaping, who, you know, those who sow generously, reap generously. Well, first of all, it's him giving all the seed. Look at that. He who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. He is the multiplier. He is the increaser. Verse 11, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 11. While you were enriched in everything, for all liberally, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Enriched. What does enriched mean? It means to improve, enhance the quality of. 
to improve or enhance the quality of. You, we have been enriched by God. And then the other part of this is it's, called, it's being called a quality of giving or spending freely. Come on, church. What God has done for us as he multiplies, as he provides in our life, it's with wisdom, but we can give generously. We can give freely because of who he is and what he has done in our life. Are we not blessed, church? Amen. We are blessed. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We worship you. We thank you for every gift, every giver. Father, I thank you, Lord, that this church is debt-free in Jesus' name. We are believing in faith for that to happen sooner than later. Father, I thank you for balanced budgets. I thank you, Father, for financial transparency. I thank you, Father, for all the things you're doing on paper and with numbers. But, Father, we're so much more excited at what you're doing in people's lives. Because each count, each number is a person's life. Each dollar is a person's work poured forth. And you are that God that multiplies. You are able to do all things. Father, thank you for being the multiplier of good things in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers. two things. The altar is a place for tears. The tears of the sinner and the tears of the saints. Tears that fall when you come face to face with love. You know how many of us shed tears at the birth of our children on our wedding day The love of the Father is all of that and then some. And the altar is a place for tears. It's also a place of rejoicing, of praise and worship. But what's been lacking is the tears. Unhindered. Where we meet where we meet with our with our savior, with our father. When Pastor Jason was talking about confessing one to another, I just felt very compelled to tell you that everyone here is either a man or a woman. Okay? We all qualify in one of those categories. And every month, twice a month, women to women and men to men meet here on this campus but the Rose Center. And there are, I cannot think of two safer people than Chris Kidder and Rich Horneman. Two people who will hear you and Bob and Jan. I mean, we are, a, we are a family that is filled with people who will wrap their arms around you and pray for you. It's not a, it doesn't have to be a counseling session. We're not professional counselors. But the Bible doesn't say get counseling one with another and you will be healed. It says confess one to another and pray for one another. And then the great counselor will bring healing into your marriage and into your life. But you don't have to wait 
you don't have to wait for a community of people. It doesn't have to be a 30-minute cry session. It has to be a confession. I'm struggling and I, I need prayer. And these people, they will love you. They will put their arms around you. They will hear you and they will pray for you. And then their prayers and your prayers will mix together and will be effective according to the word. Paul's meeting. There's prayer, yeah? Tonight, there's prayer. There's no reason to wait. Confess your sins one to another. We don't make it more than it is. So often I go to him, and I know I've told you this, and I'll continue. I take his hand and put it right on my head. I love it. Pray for me. I'm struggling. And there's so much freedom that comes with the confession of it. I'm struggling. I want to strangle our children. Pray for me. I'm struggling. But I say it out loud, and do you know, in that moment of confession, the chances of an actual strangling occurring drop from like 96% going to happen to like zero because Jesus comes flooding in. He comes flooding in. Confess your sins one to another. Last thing I'd like to say is that the Lord really was speaking to me that somebody who had came in here with neck pain, God wanted to heal that today. So if that's you, if you had neck pain when you walked in here, just slip your hand up. We want to pray for these people right now. Just stretch your hands out. If you see that person, where if they're around you, if they're close to you, just lay your hands on their shoulder. Mm. And he made it clear that it was as they, as they confess their sins and as they repent, <laughs> the Lord will bring healing. So Father, we thank you now in the name of Jesus. The anointing power of his precious name shall flow through these people into their necks, healing that which needs healed, loosening muscles that need loose, straightening bones that need straightened, now in Jesus' name. We thank you for your healing power, your healing touch on their bodies. Even now as I'm praying, Lord, I believe you are healing them in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that healing power, that healing touch, that healing touch. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Supernatural, miraculous, healing power. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We receive it in Jesus' name. We receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you. So as we close, there will be some prayer team people up here. If you guys want to linger up here a little bit longer, you can. There'll be some prayer team members coming up here that can pray for you.